0: Listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Six-Figure Dog Business is brought to you by Dog.com. For everything and anything dog. Shop Dog.com today for all the top brands. Greenies, Frontline, Kong, Nylabone, Royal Canin, and more. Shop at Dog.com and use the promo code SADSFDB. And get $15 off your order of $75 or more.
1: Hello and welcome to Six Figure Dog Business on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Ty Brown of SixFigureDogBusiness.com. Now, this is the show where we teach you how to start or grow your dog-related business to a healthy six-figure per year profit. Now, today on our show, I'm really excited because we've got with us an expert that's going to teach us about a system that I think is going to take your business to the next level. So, when we come back, we're going to be speaking with Joshua Carey. So, stay right with us.
0: It. stay. We'll be right back after a short pause.
2: At Petco, we really love pets. There
0: isn't anything we won't do to make sure they're getting the best products and the best care. Ask us a question like, So how do you feel about cat condos? We can say from experience, Feels like home. For her. Enter the code SFDB10. SFDB, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. Celebrate your special occasion and give her this classic semi-eternity band created with one carat brilliant diamonds channel set in 14 carat white gold. Exclusively yours from ICE.com. Free shipping over $150, free returns, and 30 day money back guarantee. Go to ICE.com and use promo code ACTFP and get 20% off your purchase. Or use promo code ADTFP and get 20% off at Diamond.com. ICE.com or Diamond.com. Get 20% off from Pet Life Radio. Every week, only on
2: PetLifeRadio.com.
0: Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Okay, so we're back, and as promised, today on the show, we've got with us Joshua Carey. So I want to say a big hello and a big welcome. Thanks for joining the show today.
2: My absolute pleasure, Ty. Thanks for having me.
1: And so uh, some of our listeners, because you are in the pet sitting area, and so some of our listeners might already know who you are, but some aren't going to know who you are. So why don't you tell us who you are, what you do, and and what your story is.
2: All right, I'd love to. Well, about... Ten years ago, it all started when I was trying to teach myself web design. I I was always drawn to the concept of community, so I figured I would build a website and develop some community. So I sat behind a computer ten years ago, like I said, and um, just slowly taught myself how to build websites and how to get things up and running, and spent many years developing websites for small business owners in New York City, which is where I lived for uh, many, many years. So then, jumped to about three years ago, and uh, I'm now um, happily married, and we're looking to start a business where my wife can spend time in the home with me, because I was already uh, working out of the home building sites, and she was spending most of her time in Connecticut as a live-in nanny, so I owned a dog and utilized a local pet sitter in New York. And I just found the business fascinating, so I started talking to the owner of that company about ways that he could improve his website. Slowly but surely, we developed a relationship, and I started uh, improving his website. We then started talking about ways he could improve his business. He then brought me on sort of as a uh, business partner, and I got the idea, hey, well, why don't I bring my wife into this as well, and she could leave that nanny position in Connecticut, work out of the house with me, and the three of us could, uh, you know, work in his already successful, up-and-running pet-sitting business. He loved the idea. We worked full-time with him. We were uh, growing his business for a long while, and one thing led to another, and we were going to buy into his business, but... He sort of got cold feet and had second thoughts. He didn't want to expand so big. He was very happy staying at the uh, level he was, but he said, hey, you guys have gotten your feet wet here. You've done magnificent for me. You've learned the ropes. Why don't you go build your own uh, pet sitting business with my blessing? So we did just that about three years ago. We launched Alicia's Animals, named after my wife, of course, Alicia, and so I was able, through my web-building skills, able to build our web presence and marketing efforts while my wife focused on being the voice and the uh, salesperson of the business. So that's when we built Alicia's Animals, uh, grew a very successful pet-sitting business out of New York. In our first year, we hit the six-figure mark. We were uh, working with... Um, about two dozen pet sitters on our team and really was able to use the website as our only form of marketing.
1: And, you know, that's the part that uh, that to me was huge. That's the part that I really wanted. That's why I wanted you on this show because a lot of our, our listeners out there are, you know, single person businesses. They, they're one pet sitter, they're one dog trainer, they're one dog groomer, and they want to grow. And so you were able, now obviously you're in a big market, but at the same time, to go from start to a couple dozen pet sitters at once, to me that's really impressive. So I just think that's great, and uh, and you've done it through systems, and that's uh, that's what I want to share with with people today. And I hope people are going to take notes as they listen to this because your systems that you put in place—that's one thing I always, when I'm consulting with dog business owners—is we've got to get systems in place. You know, you don't want to reinvent the wheel every single time, and so we need a system for success. And you've got kind of a unique system that's kind of proprietary to your company. Right now you're running a, you run a company for pet sitters, right?
2: Yes, I do. I have, uh, through my success with Alicia's Animals, uh, I started noticing that there were a bunch of pet sitters who, uh, wanted to know uh, exactly what I was doing and what I was doing right. So I started helping pet sitters uh, give them tips and advice on how they could enhance and improve their website to act as the driving force of their marketing system. Forget spending money on Google AdWords. Forget posting up flyers. How can you use your website to be the driving force of traffic? So through that, I developed the Pet Sittingology blog, which is uh, my way of just posting a ton of articles and tips on just that, how to use your website to improve your business. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically okay.
1: what it is. And that's petsittingology.com. And so that's for primarily for pet sitters looking to use their website to build their business. And uh, and that's where, like I say, we're lucky enough today to to kind of be able to pick your brain about one of these systems. Because I know this is something that you actually – you know, you charge people money to learn this process, and so I'm grateful that you're here today to, to kind of share it with us for free. But from what I understand, you've got kind of a process that you put a website through in order to take a website from just another one of the websites that's out there to paying clients. And so let's get into that. What's the first part of this process of using a website to, to turn into, you know, actual clients versus just another business card that's out there on the web?
2: Well, the first step of the process is usually the only one of the four steps in this process that pet sitters focus on. Uh, And it's simply discovering the right keywords and the right way to land in the search results. Obviously, everybody acknowledges that that's step one. When a user uses Google or um, any other search engine to find your site, Step one is you must successfully land in the search engines and again I see too many people only focusing on that step and missing the other three. Now before we move on to the other three, step one is a huge challenge because everybody knows the the big concept of keywords and oh what are the right keywords, how do I utilize keywords. One thing Google made clear not too long ago, was the meta keyword tag. We all know that in your uh, source code, you have the meta keyword, you have the meta description. Google came right out and said, Forget the meta-keyword. We hold no value whatsoever to that. Google's algorithm, we all know, is highly protected. People try to figure it out. They have over 200 algorithms that they use to evaluate a website that's going to dictate where it lands in the search results for a given term. So, you know, the the SEO market understands uh, maybe a few dozen of these algorithms, if that. But Mm -hmm. the meta keyword tag, forget about it. You don't even need to consider it. Sure, put some in your source code and move on, but it, it, it really holds no weight. So the other place you want to focus on keywords is your title tag. That is one of the most important elements Google will value when deciding where to reveal a site in its results. So the title tag must be unique on every page. So try not to replicate the exact same title tag like um, New York, pet sitting, dog walking, and overnight. You know, mm-hmm. Say what's specific to each page, and that'll be a good step one. So try to get your keywords 60 to 70 characters max in the title tag, and you'll be in fine shape. The other major, major important thing you must do is focus on developing unique, good content. Now, you may have heard this before, but it's absolutely true. Developing content, the written word on your page and across your site is very important. You can do this in the form of a blog or just create pages of relevant content. And what is this going to do? Well, to give you an example, if I'm a search user and I'm looking for how to apply clown makeup Mm -hmm. And now Google's job, what is Google's number one job? Their job is to return the best and most appropriate search results to every single one of their users. So if I'm looking for how to apply clown makeup, they want to make certain that they are giving me the best top 10 results possible. So are they going to give me a result from a page that has one page of instruction, maybe a couple of paragraphs and that's it? Of course not. They're going to find and keep returning the page that has a lot of relevant info that they know is written from a working clown, a professional clown, a clown who understands, a clown who is giving advice, because that's going to be most valuable to me. So considering it from... The pet sitter's point of view, we have to, as pet sitters, establish ourselves as the expert, as we know what we're doing, give as much content and value to your user, create content, add written words. I've seen so many pet sitter websites where on their homepage and on their other pages, it's just one or two paragraphs, and there's really nothing there for Google to return, So the more you can add, and and this isn't rocket science. We're all working pet sitters. So we already have the knowledge. We already have the expertise. We're already working and doing all this. So just find ways to add content to your site, and you will be a step ahead. Yeah,
1: you know, you're right, not only with Google, but when people find your site and they're on it and, you know, it makes them stay there longer and and it makes them interact with you a little bit more. And so, and you had kind of teased that a little bit earlier and I'm glad you did because you're right, you know, a lot of people, maybe they do a great job with the design, maybe they even get a lot of traffic, but it's one thing to get a lot of people to come to your virtual store, you know, your website, but it's another thing to get them to start taking out their credit card or their checkbook and start paying you. And so what's kind of the next step in this process?
2: Yeah, what you're talking about is uh, step three and four. So step two, after you land in the search results, step two is getting the search user to then click on your search link to visit your site because it's really pointless if you do all this work, land in the search results, but nobody's clicking on your link, right? So how do you do this? Well, the big blue link in every Google search result is exactly your title tag. That's why, again, it comes back to so important because when we are doing a search and see the results, we are scanning those big blue links to see what's there. So make sure that your title tag doesn't say template 45 or page (laughs) 1 or anything like that. So. Also, make sure your title tag is intriguing, perhaps provocative, enticing. What can you write in that title tag that is relevant and appropriate that will make somebody click through? Because that's the goal right there. Once you're showing up in the results, you want for them to click through. So perhaps you ask a question In your title tag, perhaps you uh, say uh, uh, dog walking in Seattle like never before or dog walking in Wisconsin like you wouldn't believe if I saw something like that, I'd be like, oh, what are they talking about? Or um, the truth about dog walking in Seattle and, you know, just something really intriguing that someone would say, oh, what's that? And then you're going to get them to click even more. And funny enough, as amazing as Google is, one of the things they can track is not only how many people are clicking on your link from the search results, but they know if somebody clicks on your link, visits your site for five or six seconds, and clicks the back button and returns to their search results. So guess what they're going to do? Next time, they're going to think twice about returning your page because they just got word that somebody clicked through to your site and within five seconds didn't find what they're looking for and came back. So.
1: Oh, interesting. So that's part of the algorithm that Google has is, is even though it's showing up in the search results, they might drop you down in the search results of people because if people click back quickly, they're obviously not getting very much out of your site. And you're saying Google actually is tracking that now, huh?
2: Well, that's exactly the case because um, most of Google's algorithmic formula, the 200 plus elements that they're looking for to evaluate a site's search result potential is automated. Yes, they have a lot of uh, hand elements in place, but a lot of it is computer programs. So they need all these things in place. Basically, us as search users are giving them word. So yeah, they are so advanced in the technology field that they're able to tell if we come right back to the search page. And because their number one job is always to make sure that as a search user, they are giving us the best of the best. That's why Google is a household name and synonymous for search. Just Google it, right? That's Mm -hmm. why. So they have to make sure that their reputation is stellar in every way. And we have to work with them in a sense. And that's really all these steps are. It's just working with Google to work with the search user. And Google always says, create websites for the user first and search engine second. Meaning if it's good for the user, it's going to be good for Google.
1: Well, that's a great piece of information because, you know, what it tells us as business owners is we'd better make sure our websites are interesting and relevant. Otherwise, there's a good chance they're going to keep slipping and slipping and slipping in the search engine. So that's some really great information. So you had mentioned that there's step three and four, and that's where we start to see the money. What I want to do is I want to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to pick Joshua's brain and get a feel for how we can now start turning this into money into our pockets. And so stay right with us.
0: It. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. <laughs> Go to PetMeds.com forward slash SFDB to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. There's a movement afoot, ShoeBuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop ShoeBuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code SFDB at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. FTD's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years. Each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's 7-Day Satisfaction Guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD. Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to florop.com and use the code SFDB1234 at checkout. F-L-E-U-R-O-P dot com code word s f D B one two three four. available.
2: Welcome to PMS, Pet Marketing Strategies for the Petpreneur on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Karen Barnett, PMS. I know it's a bit of a strange sounding name, but believe me, there's nothing more strange than a marketer going into the pet business who doesn't know marketing marketing strategy or how to negotiate the web, social media, Google, Facebook, search engine optimization, and traditional marketing, PR, advertising, how to build a pet business or have a business plan. So, how do you get into the world of pet marketing and get the word out there about your business stay tuned to pms pet marketing strategies for the Petpreneur
0: every week on demand only on petliferadio.com let's talk pets let's talk pets on pet life radio pet life radio petliferadio.com pet <laughs>
1: back and uh, in our last segment we were talking with joshua carey and he's explaining to us you know the benefit of title tags the benefit of making sure we're giving relevant information but uh, like you had mentioned at the beginning of our interview here joshua it's one thing to get people to your website it's another thing to then turn that that web traffic into paying customers and so what can you tell us about the next step of your process here that that starts turning people into paying customers
2: well, yes, yeah, steps one and two really focus on uh, getting your website to appear in the search engines, and of course, step two, getting them to visit and click on your link. Now, the real work begins because we all do it every day. We'll go on Google, we'll do a search, and we'll just go down the list, clicking, visiting a site. And you have, like I said, five to six seconds to capture a user's attention before they're going to say, nah, eh, I'm going to click the back button and go down the list. So step three is simply how do you get the user to engage with your site? How do you get them to stay on your site? Well, I always say that when you build a website, you want to make sure you are answering your visitors' questions. Every single visitor is coming to your site with questions. So the better you can answer them immediately for them, the better chance you'll have that they will dig deeper and investigate further into your website. So a typical visitor's questions might be something like, I have a 13-year-old cat. Does this pet sitter have experience with that? Or I need daily dog walks. Does this pet sitter handle this? Something as simple as, does this pet sitter service my area? I see so many pet sitter websites that it takes me... Far too long to even know what area, what part of the country are they in. We might take for granted as a pet sitter that, oh, well, I know where I am. Oh, on my contact page, it says so right here in big letters that I'm in Columbus, Ohio. Well, they might not get to your contact page. So think of these general questions that your visitor may be asking themselves and put these on your home page, right? So you want to have nice big paragraph headings that draw the user in. This is where you want to have content. You want to have several paragraphs of content relevant on your home page. Uh, you want to detail some of your best qualities, some of your best attributes. You want to use images. You want to use inviting colors. You want to use white space. You don't want it to look too cluttered. So you want to make sure that they are going through your site the way you want them to. Equally as important, all of this needs to build trust and confidence. If it looks like your teenage cousin built your website, chances are you're gonna have a difficult time gaining new clients. This is a very serious business we're in. We are asking a ton of trust and confidence to be placed in us from a complete stranger, from when they visit our website We are a stranger and we are in essence saying, I will care for your most prized possessions, your loved ones, your pets of course, while you are not home. That's a lot to ask for a stranger. So you have to figure out how you're going to promote yourself in the best way and reveal yourself, talk about yourself, make the user feel comfortable with you.
1: And so it's all about content. You know, it's all about, you know, building trust and confidence through, you know, sharing more, giving more information, talking about the business, things like that. And so it seems like everything you're mentioning ties together. You know, in order to build trust, you've got to put this on your website in order to but that's the same thing that we're doing to get Google to even visit our website in the first place. And so it sounds like a lot of the things you're mentioning are, are interrelated. Is that the case?
2: Yes, that's definitely the case. And I'm certain that every pet sitter, if not already doing this, has this content tucked away in their head. Like I said, unless you are day one pet sitting, you have stories, you have experiences, you have knowledge and expertise. You just have to share it.
1: Exactly. And so now another thing that I know you teach about a lot are calls to action. And so here they are, they're on your website. They stayed past those 5 or 10 seconds. They're surfing around. They're checking out. They know where you serve. They know that you take the 13-year-old cat. What is a call to action, and what does it do for a business?
2: That's a great question. One of the most important things at this step is the call to action. And I always say that while you're building your pages, while you're building your website, the most important thing you want to do at this stage is ask yourself this question. What is the goal of your website. In other words, what one thing do you want every single visitor to do before leaving your website? now think about that for a moment because when you answer that you then have a place to go in producing your content in placing the elements on your page nothing should really be arbitrary if you're going to add photos of cats and dogs ask yourself why are they appropriate in this place where do i want the attention of my visitor So once you establish the goal of each visitor for example with alicia's animals the goal for that website that we created was I wanted every single visitor to fill out our contact form, to get in touch with us through the Mm -hmm. contact form. So I made sure that there was a non-intrusive yet highly visible contact form placed down the right side of every page, every page. So therefore, no matter where they are on our site, no matter what page they came from, from the search engines, because it might not always be the home page, they're going to be able to read our content, get to know us, and say, great, now I'm ready. And they don't have to search around for the contact button. They don't have to scroll up or scroll down. They can see right there and they get in touch with us. And we have a high conversion of visitors to people filling out our contact form, and that's one of the reasons why. So ask yourself, do I want every visitor to pick up the phone and call me? Do I want them to send me an email? If it's any of those things, make sure, here's a little secret I like to share, place a call to action at the bottom of every page, and I don't mean in the footer or down by the copyright. I mean, at the end of every piece of content on every page, going back to my website, Alicia's Animals, you'll see on every single page in big, bold letters, after, after we produce whatever content's on that page, there is a call to action to get in touch. And that simply says, ready to reserve? Get in touch with us now. And it links right back up to the contact page. So if your goal is that you want everybody to pick up the phone and call you, at the bottom of every piece of content, place a nice, bold call to action. Like what you see, ready to meet, give us a call now, 212, and and there's your phone number. Place that call to action because otherwise what's going to happen is the user is going to scroll down and read your thing, and they're going to be in no man's land at that point, and they're just going to see empty blank space or they're going to hit the bottom and they're going to sit there for a moment and say, oh, okay, and then they'll bounce back up and, you know, figure out what they want to do next. No, tell them what to do
1: next. And this is great. And so you've done all this. Okay, you've got the right keywords. People are clicking on your link when they search for it in Google. They're on your website. They've made the call to action. Everything's going as it should because it's a process that's duplicatable. You've proven that it works. Other companies have proven that it works. So here's, you know, Joe Petsitter doing this. They've made contact, now what?
2: Now, one of our biggest success stories comes in the fact that we like to get people on the phone. We don't like to go back and forth via email. So we have found the most success being when we can get people on the phone. So even though we want people to fill out the contact form, we ask for a phone number, as soon as we receive that email, we are picking up the phone and calling them or they could call us. So once we get them on the phone, I have to credit my wife with all this, who has perfected, she will spend 30, 40, or 50 minutes or more on the phone with every single caller. And it's really about now, how do you close the deal? How do you solidify this sale? And it really does come down to selling yourself and selling your service. So Don't feel obligated when you're on the phone with the person to jump right in to the technical. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. Get to know the person because, remember, they took a very big step getting in touch with you. That shows big interest. But now you are not even close to done because they're going to start evaluating you further to see how you handle things, how you sound, how you relate to them. Are you an expert? Are you professional? Do you know what you're doing? Can I trust this person? So how do you do that? Be yourself. Be friendly. Relate to the person. Listen. Ask questions. Those are all very important. Uh, If they they tell you about their dog, ask them a follow-up question or tell them a story about a specific incident you had relating to that type of dog. Or if they're like, you know, my, my dog pulls on the leash. So I'm hoping, Oh, you know what? Last week I was on a pet sitting gig and I had the exact same kind of dog and this is how we handled it. So I assure you we'll be able to dot, dot, dot. So just make sure you're really connecting, you're listening and you are asking questions. Ask more questions.
1: And one thing that I like that I've heard you say before that, uh, you know, a lot of people look at this sales process and and a lot of people get into pet sitting because they really love animals and they don't, you know, want to feel like they're pressuring people, but sales doesn't have to be like this four letter word, right?
2: That's correct. We're all selling. Every minute of every day. Whether it's selling my wife on what I prefer to do for dinner, like, come on, I know we're going to stay in, but I really want to go to Applebee's. You know, those are sales tactics. Now I'm using sales technique to show her my position and why my point of view is the right point of view right now. So sales does not have to be a dirty word. It's really necessary to understand the basics and the fundamentals. And really, it's just connecting with the caller and making her know, showing her that you are the best for the job. And how do you do that? Like I say, ask questions, ask good questions that show her Oh, okay, this person knows what she's talking about. And tell stories, be friendly, share your experience. That's all they want. Don't feel like you have to stick to your form and just get all the nitty-gritty details. That's boring. That's not going to do you any good. You can get a little personal if they're talking about going on vacation. Oh, where are you going? Oh, that's amazing. Whatever it is, just be yourself, be natural, and connect with this user. They want a friendly voice on the other side. They want to know that they are making the right choice. And the worst thing you want to hear, we all hear it, all the time but the worst thing you want to hear is all right this sounds great let me talk to my husband so (laughs) you know
1: gotcha but uh, this has been some incredible information I really hope people have been taking notes and I kind of get the feeling you know we've gone through your four steps I get the feeling that we could take any one of those steps and we could expound for hours on each one so if people are interested in getting more information about your process and other systems that you have what website should they go to
2: I'm also the co-founder of the Association of Pet Sitting Excellence, APSE, and that can be found at PetSittingExcellence.com, and I'm very active in that community. It's a uh, membership resource where we have a uh, very active community forum. We have tools, we have resources, we have webinars, teleseminars, etc. I dispense this kind of info every single day. So if anybody would like uh, to talk further, I can be found uh, at PetSittingExcellence.com.
1: And uh, also, just another plug, because you've got PetSittingology.com as well, right? Correct. Okay, so PetSittingExcellence.com, PetSittingology.com. Great information. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate it, son.
2: Uh, My absolute pleasure, Ty. Thank you.
1: And so for those of you listening out there, I encourage you to take action. I encourage you to decide... What part of this system can you use in your business today? And don't sit around. Your competitors aren't sitting around. Don't sit around. Just do it. Start getting to work on it. And so if you'd like to listen to other episodes of this show, just head over to PetLifeRadio.com and click on Six Figure Dog Business. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for a show, just email me at Ty at PetLifeRadio.com or you can visit my website, SixFigureDogBusiness.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.